And I think it, it reminds me a little bit that, of that time. And now nowadays, nobody questions free to play. You know, everybody has microtransaction in their game uh, from AAA to mobile. And I think I think this is a little bit the same story that we, we're seeing repeating itself. Hey, what's going on? I hope you are well. Uh, so on this week's episode of the Welcome to the Metaverse podcast, we're diving deeper into the world of Web3 gaming, a bubbling new entire ecosystem full of opportunities. And now is a great time to be learning and paying attention to the best projects in the space. Our guest this week is the excellent Vincent Marty, product and marketing director at Darewise, who are an awesome game studio and a subsidiary of one of the biggest success stories in this space, Animoca Brands. Now, if you're new to this world and to this podcast, welcome along. It's great to have you. Um, I'd recommend jumping back to the 9th of February on the episode list to check out the previous chat with CEO of Animoca Brands, Robbie Young. He was brilliant and it will help give you some context for the major shift that's happening and some fundamentals for this chat. In this episode with Vincent, we catch up on the general landscape and get stuck into Darewise's awesome new play and end title called Life Beyond, which you can check out in open alpha now. Uh, links are in the show notes. Uh, this podcast is also sponsored by the brilliant EveryRealm, who are a leader in metaverse innovation, investment, and NFTs. Uh, they're among the largest owners of digital real estate NFTs in Decentraland, the Sandbox, and Axie Infinity, to name just a few. Make sure you follow on Twitter at EveryRealm, where you'll find a link to their Discord, or head over to everyrealm.com to check out everything that they're up to, including their pop-up DJ parties in the metaverse too. I'll put all those links along with my own socials in the show notes so you can easily click through. And finally, as always, nothing in this podcast is financial or investment advice. Always do your own research. And with that said, let's dive into this week's episode. Vincent, great to have you on the show. Thank you very much for doing this. Hey, Luke. Happy to be here. Good stuff. Uh, So yeah, first things first, I'd kind of just love to get your lay of the land of where we are in terms of the Web3 and blockchain gaming space. We're, We're in this kind of you know bear market phase at the minute which i'd like to think um i don't include myself in this but you we're kind of left with sort of the the smartest people in the room now the people who are here who are staying to build actual good products that are you know going to be here for the long run so it's it's kind of a a good time for that but from the gaming side we've kind of been through this first stage of experimentation which was was fascinating Axie being the the of course the the title that kind of hit the hit the headlines with some amazing success and then up against some challenges uh now for various reasons but yeah in your mind what what have you made of the last 12 months uh, in this kind of blockchain playing in space what has been learned would you say i think i think plenty has been learned and plenty is yet to be learned i think uh, as you said there was a you know this this opening up this this phase where blockchain was blockchain gaming was seen uh with was was discovered through the lens of the play to earn and this this mechanism of being able to reward directly the players for the time invested in in playing the game which is one of the key components of, of what blockchain can offer. You know, uh, true ownership is for us one of the key pillars of why we decided to build life beyond on the blockchain. I think that's that's one of the key pillars. It was immediately taken to, to, to upon the, the lens of, okay, let's reward players with, with currency or similar to the, to this. And I think that's, that's where Axie, uh, you know, managed to do something extremely exciting. Um, and, and, and many followed, followed those steps, trying to uh, uh, recreate with the, uh, various changes or various approach, a little bit this this these things, um, up to the up to the point where people were were a little bit crying that there were not you know enough hardcore game where you, you truly game first you know and I think that's the, the the second movement that we are seeing now is more towards project that put first the the gaming experience rather than the the the, the crypto earning experience, 
Um, and I think this is really interesting now because you see more and more people coming from the traditional gaming space, uh, uh, taking upon the fact that blockchain technology can definitely enhance any gamer's ability to have fun and to spend time within the game and 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 to be really a creator of their own experience. And I think this is this is really where it's going now. It's really really interesting. All platforms are taking it: mobile, uh, PC, uh, tablets, VR, AR. So, so you see very, very different. You can, you can have very, very different type of experiences, and uh, and that's great. I think that's that's what uh, helps the market to grow. That helps the the onboarding of new audience of traditional gamers or maybe even non gamers people into that space. Uh, is to have a, a, a wide range of good products so people can can experience, have fun, uh, talk more about it, and bring more people with them. Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because I think, you know, this is a whole new industry that has really been created. So a lot of people were uh, looking at the first experimentations, which were amazing. Axie Infinity did incredible stuff, um, but we're probably comparing it to the fully fledged, uh, you know, gaming economy that's been around for, you know, a, a long time. So, exactly. uh, yeah, well, I think we'll look back and, and see it as the first phase, which, uh, which it wasn't never going to be. Exactly. And I think in, 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 in certain aspects, uh, it reminds me of the, the free-to-play immersion, you know, um, where, where I started, you know, really working into into gaming uh when i joined ubisoft ubisoft was starting to create those free-to-play games on the side almost of everything else they were doing like the triple a assassin's creed and just dance and and far cry kind of titles and back in the day when you said oh i'm working on a free-to-play games it was like yeah you know, it's not really a game you know you, you're making a, a web app you know that is gamified or something like that you know or or not not really trying to to make a game first and i think it, it reminds me a little bit that, of that time and now nowadays nobody questions free to play you know everybody has microtransaction in their game uh from triple a to mobile and i think i think this is a little bit the same story that we, we're seeing repeating itself um on a different scales with different issues or different uh, uh ways of 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 dealing with it but it reminds me of that time and i think yeah, this is the first step. This is the, the very early project. And even in terms of accessibility of, you know, what this technology can enable, we're still in, in, in the very, very earliest age. And, and we're going to see so many new things coming up that are going to be, you know, great for the players because I think everybody who does that should do it first for the players to enhance their experience, granting them more control over their experience and, and enabling them to feel rewarded for participating in projects uh as much as they do yeah it's it's um it's good to hear because i think there's there's been you know from maybe the traditional community a bit of part misunderstanding part kind of sort of healthy criticism or healthy questions asked about the space yeah and actually everyone's on kind of on the same team aren't they so i think you know as yeah. long as that experience everyone wants to, to put the fun and the gamified elements first that has to be there um else it won't work so i think yeah we're, we're beginning to see that which is cool and you made the good comparison there between the free to play models that came in maybe you could just tell people who who um you know might not know that to kind of take that for granted uh, me included to agree that that there weren't always free to play models that wasn't always the way that was kind of a new absolutely not you know uh early tw uh, early uh 2000s uh most of the game were uh paid to play so you had to purchase a box or uh, a paid upfront a pri full price like 40 50 60 dollars to to actually play a game from beginning to end uh, the only slightly difference were, were were the subscription models from from the traditional MMOs. Um, but other than that, you know, you, you you pay upfront. You had a full of content, and then maybe you had an upgrade like a DLC, uh, downloadable content that was either free or or to pay for. 
but free-to-play didn't really exist. And, and then suddenly it came to the attention of people that why don't we offer the possibility for anyone to play the game or a portion of the game for free and to let them invest either to speed up their progression or uh, to customize certain elements of their experience with small, tiny payments. And, and that, that was, that's now everybody in everybody's mind. You know, League of Legends is, is well famous for that. Any game that you see out there from Call of Duty to FIFA, they all have microtransaction you know and and the, this this is now mixed in between traditional pay to play kind of game and and more open free to play games but everybody now integrates this notion of okay you can customize your experience by paying some small amounts every now and then as you as you see fit yeah absolutely and, and it seems like uh, this next wave is, is almost a sort of extension or a development of, of that way you you know the players get to own fully those assets which which is cool so yeah very exciting i think you've covered probably quite a lot of my next question but i, I was going to ask you how you're kind of thinking broadly about the next sort of one to two years um and that next stage we definitely mentioned that uh you know uh, those fun gamified elements are coming first and and you know games by their very nature take a take a long time to develop so we're kind of yet to probably see that sort of killer title that really kind of flips the whole um industry into the mainstream so do you reckon that's coming i mean we'll talk about the the uh, game that you've been working on soon but yeah yeah i think i think i think it's coming i think it's coming definitely and i think what we we start seeing is is really good game. I mean, our friends at at Blowfish making Phantom Galaxy, for instance, this this mech combat thing is really looking super cool, super nice. I had a chance to play through the different episodes, and it's really really looking good. And and you think you see that it has been made first as a game and not a gamified experience. And I think that's really really nice. When you when you 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 see you know what uh, even what the sandbox can offer, for instance, in a different genre which is more towards uh, community creation and small experiences here and there uh, interconnected with with uh, this 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 look and feel particular look and feel of, of the game i think it's really interesting you know it it has a minecraft roblox kind of feel and obviously what we're trying to bring here with with life beyond is is that next generation of mmos where um, you know, you have a, a very big uh, a space to discover with your friends and, and a very open-ended way of playing it. Again, I think that this, this, this is coming together. And I think when people will realize that those are real games where you can have fun, and even if you don't know nothing about, about blockchain and crypto and metaverse or whatever, it will, it will suddenly flip the, flip the market overall. Yeah, I think that's coming, which is, which is awesome. Um, and let's talk about Life Beyond, which is uh, the game that you are uh, developing at Darewise, which uh, looks unreal. And it's, it's kind of setting this this blueprint of, uh, I would say, kind of a next generation of, of games plus entertainment. These these worlds are kind of colliding in this kind of social uh, open world games. And maybe you could start with the sort of story of the world and how it's kind of discovered first to sort of tease us about the title because uh, the story is awesome. Absolutely. So, so Live Beyond is a is a sci-fi fantasy game set in the near future, where uh, humankind discovered this new planet called Dolos, and they thought that it was you know after trying to land on the moon and on Mars and establish themselves there, they see this planet as probably the next Earth or the next you know land for them to settle in. And so there is this agency called the Deep Agency who invites humans who are thirsty of adventures to come with them to discover and explore 
this untamed land. And what they thought was a very welcoming land ends up being not so much welcoming. In fact, there was some previously, probably previously attempted uh, uh, alien uh, races who, 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 who tried to conquer this land, who left behind some threats, and uh, but also some very interesting technology that comes with the threats. So um, the first thing that uh, uh, um, this deep agency and, and their agents are trying to do is, okay, can we turn down the threats and start establishing ourselves there? And so they managed to do it in a small, very small base of operation. But now this is where the game starts for the players. Now they need more courageous adventurers, more courageous agents to come and help them to make this, this world livable and to start establishing a new society there. So Life Beyond is revolving around three main pillars that we call eras. And the first one, which is uh, the pioneering, it's all about exploring. You go out there in the wildness, um, you shoot at things uh, to turn down the threats to complete missions, to collect rewards, to upgrade your equipment and to go further down, uh, uh, you know, this untamed land. And the, the planet of Dolos is spread in different regions, each region is being kind of blocked from the beginning of the experience because of metical, meteorological uh, reasons. So there are storms and, and all the things that prevent you guys to, to move around. But um, after a while, when, when a region is, is properly secured, the land is now up for, for settling. And that's where the second pillar of the experience comes in. And we changed the, the gameplay from a third-person action team, team play kind of gameplay to a more like, you know, management, uh, city building, sim life kind of, of gameplay. And so um, you then, as a player, you can decide to do whatever you want on that land. You can be a farmer, you can extract minerals, you can, you can build an hotel or a bar uh, that will create... Uh, booster shots for the other players when they go on expeditions and and that's really the the settling part creating that new society and the third pillar comes a little bit later and is what we call governing moments uh, once the once the, the societies is there when the trading starts when the social interaction starts obviously people will will be questioning okay how how do we govern ourselves what type of role i want to play in that in that society and that's where we're going to offer them a toolbox to decide whether they want to be you know, very open and share, uh, like almost communist way, or do they want to be in a dictatorship or do things like everybody votes on everything? Like, like you know, we're going to give them the tools to do that within the game directly. So those three pillars are what defines the life beyond experience. And all those three pillars happen at the same time in the game, you know, some part of the world will be still untamed and, and in the pioneering phase, some part of the world will be more advanced and maybe already have a, a city life style kind of, of, of vibe. Some will be more fully, fully completed and, and the governance elements like the political aspect will kick in and all that lives at the same time in the world. So every player can decide to play the way they want and, and, and what they want. Yeah, that's that's Life Beyond in a nutshell. Yeah, it's so, so cool. And like the depth of this like game, sort of, it's more than an, almost a game. It's like a whole sort of experience, isn't it? It's, it's just uh, unreal. So it's really, really exciting, which is cool. And like a couple of questions that I had, um, I encourage everyone to go and watch the trailer as well because it just brings this this whole thing to life. And it's, uh, yeah, it got, it got me really excited watching it. Um, So when, when as a player, are you playing, uh, you know, single player or, or is it kind of, a, are you part of a faction and there's kind of team elements, multiplayer elements? How, how is that going to work for, for each of those? So everything is multiplayer. So this is, 
think of it as an MMO. This is a big world, same world for everyone. You jump in, you see other players coming in and out. Um, you can bring in your friends and everything. But you don't play a faction or you don't play a specific role that is kind of forced onto you by the game. You come in, you create your character, and from that point on, you can be whatever you want, what do whatever you want. The, the way we think of it is, in traditional MMOs, or most MMOs, when you create a character, you have to decide of a faction and of a class. You know, you want to be the warrior, you want to be the tank, you want to be the mage or whatever. Here, what we decided to do is, rather than to ask you to choose beforehand, you'll be able to shift from every classes depending on what equipment and items you own. So if, let's say, I want to start by, okay, maybe I'm going to start with a big armor because I don't know much, but I know that I like playing that tank style. I can start by, by getting that, that equipment, go out there in missions, play that role for my team. But maybe the next mission, people are lacking of a support, like like healer kind of gameplay. And so I can, I can go back to my friends who can either lend me the, the equipment I need or go to the shop and purchase the equipment of a healer. And then I go back into mission and I'm a healer. I have my heal again, I have some support tools and everything. And that is true to, throughout the game. Let's say once you go into the, the settling era, you want to be a farmer because you, you, you want to own a, a small piece of land and you want to start a small economy on your own. Well, you're going to have to purchase some farming equipment, maybe some small uh, uh, you know, tools to get there. You might be uh, in need of a storage facility uh, and that defines you as a farmer. But maybe, I don't know, two or three months down the road, okay, I'm, I'm done with it. I have well advanced my farming. Everything is automatized. I've purchased all the best robots to do the work for me. Now I've seen that cool new vehicle and I want to be a taxi driver. Uh, I want to drive people around so I can just find the resources I need, trade them with other players, craft my own vehicle, boom, now I'm a taxi driver, I can decide to, you know, be the Uber of life beyond. Yeah, it's crazy because this um, game isn't like a linear experience, isn't it? It's, it's not like you no. you do one thing and then you complete the next thing and then you do that and then the game's complete and, and you've done it. Like there's so many avenues, so many ways you can play this and I would it's going to get really interesting and I wonder how much um, you know you I guess nobody knows how it will kind of develop because there, there will be probably parts of the economy with you know obviously NFTs and ownership all built in that might just be little spin-off economies where people can go and actually earn doing that and it's almost absolutely yeah absolutely Absolutely. We want, we want a player-driven economy in this game. So, which means that we're going to introduce some concepts and some tools, but we also uh, 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 truly believe that it's going to be the player to decide how they want to drive this economy and how they want to reward themselves by, by doing this. To give you an example, we truly believe in that idea that if you want to do something in the game, you might, then you might need the help of someone else. All the game is what we call cooperative PVE, so player versus environment. There is no shooting at each other in this game. But um, let's say I discovered this land, I purchased it, I own my land now, but I don't know what's on the ground. I don't know, I don't have the tools, I don't have the, the know-how, uh, my character doesn't have the skills. So maybe I'm gonna call you the great Luke, who's known for being <laughs> the best archeologist in the world. And I'm going to ask you, okay, hey, Luke, can you help me figure out what's underneath my land? Maybe there are some very uh, valuable resources down there. And so you're going to say, okay, cool, uh, I can do that. This is, a, this is, this is something, uh, this is a service I can provide. It's going to cost you X, Y, Z. And you shake hands and then you come on my land, you do, the, you do your job, and then I get the info of what's available there. You get paid by me and everybody's happy. You know, you, 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 you've progressed, you're 
your expertise is, has grown. Maybe you now can find, I don't know, diamond mines somewhere else. And that, that's a little bit the, the, the thinking behind it, uh, Life Beyond. We want to we create those things where obviously it's, it needs to be a game first, but it can be more than that. And we believe that, that games can be made for more than just fun. And that's why we, we truly believe in that, that you know, Web3 gaming space where a lot of gamers will come for gaming, traditionally have fun, play with their friends, shoot at things or build crazy uh, cities. But others will see it as an opportunity to actually extend their own life and maybe do something that they're truly passionate about, like you know, an expertise, a job, something. And what we want to offer those, those people is the ability to earn something back from the game. And that's where you know, having a token, having NFTs capacity comes into play. Yeah, I think that's the switch, isn't it? Because the the ownership model that blockchain and NFTs allow is it's like another dimension, isn't it? It's not necessarily just about making money and that's why anything's good. It's about adding this layer of like, oh wow, like you can really, you know, expand this world into into a place where you can, you know, go and revisit all the time, which is very cool. Quick question as well. What happens if I don't do my job well enough? My um my archaeology skills aren't good enough. Yeah, you can you can definitely be uh you know, you'll be think of it as as, you know, uh uber kind of thing you know people will know that you're not you're not reliable you know people will talk there will be uh, uh maybe even out of game kind of forums or or a list of of things where you can find people uh that are of trust or people that are really good people that are very high expertise uh you're gonna be there's gonna be job boards uh in the game where okay you can, I can put my job boards hey I need someone to do this for me and, and you can you can do it and maybe I can I can you know put a note on oh he did this job fantastically for me uh, I recommend maybe you can be part of a guild uh, as well that's uh, another way to play this game collaboratively and I think that's that's the whole thing we want to we want to give the players is the choice this 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 is key for us we want to give players a choice and they're going to be the one writing the history of life beyond you know they, they're going to be writing the story stories that people will tell. One of the things I'm dreaming of is someone decided to be a journalist in this world, you know, and go here and there and, and write the stories and tell everyone about this cool guy who managed to defeat the boss by himself or the other guy who invented the new magic potion that gives everyone a super boost. I love that. Yeah. I really love that. That is, it, it gets your mind really thinking, like, because the exterior kind of industries that are going to spin off from the main world of, like you say, like, uh, you know, rating marketplaces like the kind of Fiverr or Upwork of, of Life Beyond. And, and yeah, it just, it's, uh, that really kind of unlocks something, doesn't it? Which is very cool. Love that. Could talk about that forever, but I know we've only got limited time. Um, let's talk about the open alpha as well, because, uh, Yes, that's just been released. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about what, what people can get involved with at the minute. Yes, absolutely. So we released uh, last week the early access of the Open Alpha. Tomorrow, July 6th, uh, we're going to have Open Alpha. So open for everyone. You don't need anything to enter the game. No NFT purchase or whatever. Just go on the website, download the game, play and have fun. Um, this Open Alpha is what we call the, the first of a series of Open Alpha. And uh, it introduced the, the pioneering era I was mentioning before. So you're going to be able to jump in, create your character um, and start going on onto some missions in the first region of Dolos. Uh, there's going to be plenty of missions, plenty of difficulties uh, for you to check out, go out there solo or with a group. And you'll be able also to discover the different type of equipment there, 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 that we have. We have four different loadouts, type of loadouts with different variety of progression um, and also lots of different customization elements because 
one of the things that we truly believe in is uh, self-expression in this world. And so we want to be able to, to, to grant the players the largest choice of possibility to be the character they really want to be from you know, face to outfits to whatever. And uh, and so all that is already in the game, playable in 3D, online, with your friends, 24-7, minus the maintenance and, and bugs fixing period. But uh, <laughs> uh, obviously that's that's already what's what's available. People are having fun. Um, we see some streamers streaming the game and, and have tons of fun. So it's very reassuring. Um, the open alpha will last until September. And we have a little surprise at the end of the alpha for those who sticks to it. So if you really want to stay around, it's going to be fun. And uh, and last thing is that we have a reward program where, for all the participants um, with the chance to collect a portion of the 1 million token pool that we're putting out there. Um, and this is going to be the first time we're going to introduce our, our, our token. Um, and uh, people will be able to be the first one to grab some of them during the or at the end of the alpha, depending on how they, they play it. Cool, that's very exciting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, love that. So you've got to, you've got to get involved in that, and now's a great time to, to be there early and to start thinking about all this stuff. And I, I guess sort of heading to... You've done a great job of uh, getting me really, really hyped and, and everyone listening to, uh, to definitely go and check it out, which is, is awesome. And I guess just thinking... Uh, just because I like doing this, thinking into the future, and how big do you think this movement is, is going to get? Do you think it will be too long before we see a kind of play and earn game of this type with a bigger gdp than than a physical country that sounds like a crazy thing to say but wow. i th- i think at some point do you think that kind of thing is going to happen or i'd just be interested so. i think it could it can definitely happen uh it can definitely happen and i think one of the key things to make that possible and successful in my opinion is not trying to create to be to, to create a one-stop shop for everything i think what, what what the metaverse is really for us and i think that's that's really the way we're thinking about it is that we need to be destinations there need to be multiple destinations but what's important is that we create the bridges in between those destinations and and i think that's that's what's going to make it you know so successful in the end and that people will really spend a lot of time and and energy and and passion into it is when they're going to be able to go to the different destination, depending on what they what they want to see, depending on the brand they want to follow, depending on whether the friends are at any given time, uh, depending on the different possibility. You know, we we love to see some of the the, the 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 things happening in life beyond, but maybe also sometimes we want to see life beyond elements happening in other worlds. Um, and 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 I think this is really what we we're trying to do right from the get go is to think of how can other projects interact with us and how we can interact with other projects. Um, and I think this is by creating those bridges and those different destination and, and, and metaverse worlds, uh, plural, that we're going to get there into that you know, super immersive experience for everyone. Yeah, that's a good point to, uh, to yeah, link people together and it's, uh, yeah, everyone kind of creating these amazing experiences together with the with the players at the heart of it, with ownership there and, uh, yeah, being rewarded for, for spending time there. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's awesome. Thank you so much for that. And just um, maybe you can remind people uh, where to go to kind of just learn more about Life Beyond and to uh, jump into the open alpha as well. Absolutely. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, Life Beyond. Uh, you can come to the website with all the links. It's playlifebeyond.com. And we obviously have a very active Discord. Uh, very welcoming. People are helping each other to get into the game and to get familiar with the universe. So you're more than welcome there. Love it. Vincent, thank you so much. Thank you, Luke.